All right, good evening. We're ready to get started. We're at a fresh Mishnah, three-fourths of the way down on Advava Medbez, learning Daphne and Zion. Um, somewhat of a complex sugya, and we'll be stopping at the second to last line on Nun Zayin Amit Beis, um, and then we'll uh, pick up with the balance of a whole line uh, tomorrow night. The new Mishnah reads as follows. Bottom of Nun Vav Amit Beis. Almanu Kohen Gadol, a restricted relationship. Grusha V'chalutza Kohen Hedyot, a different type of restricted relationship. Mina Erusin, from the time that they are betrothed, Lo Yochlu B'Chuma, because of the Isser status of their relationship, then the wives are not allowed to eat Shuma. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon Machshir, and they say that it is permissible to do so, says Rashi, just to our left, a couple lines down, Dibur Hamaskal, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon Machshir, and Ad Shetibo Elo, Chalala. Yes, she's muteris to eat that, but only until they have Tash Meshemita. In other words, the Psul, of uh, sleeping with this particular person of Isser is the psul that also leads to the Isser of eating truma. The Mishnah continues, if one of these relationships is severed via the death, nis armalu o nis garshu, so if this woman was married to the Kohen Gadol or the Grusha Chalutzas of the Kohen Hedjot and the husband dies, so then it depends. Minhan is suin, if they are coming from a fully married relationship, then psulos lekehuna, psulos, they're forbidden to marry other Kohanim. And minha erasin, if in fact they were only betrothed and not fully married, then kshiris, they are allowed to marry a Kohen because they have yet to have Tash Meshamita, so they're not fully married as it relates to the Psul of Grusha Vechalutza. The Brysa reads as follows, starting the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom, Nun Tanya, Amr, oh, Tanya, the Brysa writes, Amr, Reb Meir, Reb Meir says the following, Kalvachomer, When you have two regular people, Yisraelim, who get married properly, they're not allowed to eat Shuma. Rashi here has two girsos. We're not going to read the Rashi. It's a longer, complex Rashi. But Rashi basically says uh, in the Havamina that when it says here in the Gemara, Kedushe Rushus, that we're talking about Abbas Kohen, who's marrying Israel. Rashi rejects that. He has the, the famed language of Rashi that Libi Megangim, that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't hold cup. And most of the Rishonim embrace his second approach, his Lishna, uh, is Lishna, Lishna Achrina, that we're talking about two Yisraelim. And it makes sense in the flow of the Gemara as well. So let's go back to the beginning of this Gemara. What was the Kalvachomer that Rav Meir stated? And when you have two Yisraelim, a man who is, is, who is a Yisrael, marrying a woman who is a Yisrael, they're not subject, they're not allowed to eat Shuma, then Kedushay Avera, the betrothal of those who are usher to one another, local shakin, of course they are not allowed to, to benefit from the truma. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, <clears throat> Amrulo, they said to him, the they in this case is Rebbe Lazar and, um, and Reb Shimon, <clears throat> the same uh, authors of our Mishnah. So what did they say back to Reb Merlo? You're incorrect. Imam When it comes to people who are Kedushay Rishus, they're both Yisrael and there's never an opportunity for them to ever eat Truma because they're Yisrael. What kind of, how are you, how is that your starting point? Tomar Avera. But when it comes to these men who are marrying women who they're not supposed to marry, but by them, had they married the right person, with a mutter person, so they reject, they try to reject Rabbi Meir's Kalvachomer. Rabbi Meir's Kalvachomer doesn't have a leg to stand on because the first part of the Kalvachomer was two Yisraelim. And, and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say back to him, that's ridiculous. Those people never are allowed. The Gemara now tries to extend our halacha to the case of Psuadaka. Psuadaka is an unfortunate scenario where a person's uh, beitzim, where a person's testicles are damaged or crushed. And the Pasuk and Chumash writes that they're not allowed to marry into Klal Yisra. So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Amr Rabbi Shaya. Daka, this man who's injured, and he's a Kohen, Shekideh Bas Yisrael, he got engaged halachically to a Bas Yisrael. Banu lemachlokas Rav Meir, then this is where we see the machlokas with Rav Meir on one side, Rav Lozav Rav Shimon on the other. 
Why? Lirev Meir, Da'amar Mishtameris, the Biapsula de Oraisa Lo Achla, that the Mishtameris, one who is saved for Biapsula. In other words, this woman is engaged to a Kohen Psuadaka. She's not allowed to marry the Psuadaka. She's not allowed to be intimate with him because the Pusik says that he's not allowed to be entered into the Kahal. So if that's true and she's waiting for that Tashma Shamita, they're only betrothed, but they're not yet married. So Remeyer's of the opinion that because the future Tashma Shamita is going to be an Isser Doraisa, therefore Lo Achla. Hanami, maybe we should say over here by the by the by the case of Psuadaka, uh, that Lo Achla. And the Rabalazar Rib Shimon Damarimishtamers to be Absula Doraisa Achla, but according to Rabalazar Rib Shimon, who argue on Remeyer and say that until she has Tashma Shamita with him, then she's allowed to eat uh, the food. If that's true by Mishtamers to be Absula in general, then it's also true over here. Hanami here too, by Psuadaka, Achla, she should be allowed to eat until there's Tashma Shamita. And the Gemara says that maybe this is really not comparable to our Mishnah. I mean, my, how do you know that this is comparable to our, to our Mishnah? Dilma, perhaps in our Mishnah, that in our Mishnah, the case of, let's say, a Kohen who's marrying a Grusha Vechalusa or a Kohen Gadol who's marrying an Almana, at least there, there's a way to make it mutter. He's never going to be able to enable a woman to have any uh, food at all because the second they sleep together, she becomes a psula because she slept with she slept with a man who's a psula daka. So he's still able to have tashmish amita potentially. Just there's no zerai, there's no testicles. Fine, understand, but that is a psul. It's a psul daraisa, and she then becomes. Forbidden to Chuma. And if you want to say, four lines down on Nunzayin and Aleph, then maybe we can say that the din of a Ptsuadaka is that he can't marry someone who's fully, properly part of Klal Yisrael, but he can marry someone who's not part of the Kahal. And according to this, and we'll see this machlokis in the Tanaim to Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Yossi, Abbas Gerim, a woman who is a daughter of Gerim, is herself not fully into a kahal. According to this shita, a, a woman who is a gioras, her children are not considered fully part of the kahal until a child in that lineage is born from the woman who is born Jewish. So we don't pass it in this way, but um, but Lamai said the way that it would work out is if you have a woman, a couple who's a gear and they have a daughter. So because her parents weren't born Jewish, so therefore she's not fully part of the kahal. If she's not fully part of the kahal, she can marry a psuadaka. They'll never have children. He's sterile. But at least she can marry a psuadaka. So says the Gemara, then maybe we can say, here by the psuadaka, there is a woman he could marry and enable to eat. Truma, Yesh lo lahachil bebas gerim, says the Gemara, that's not necessarily true. Why not? Because v'hami boi boi la rabbi Yochanan mei rabbo shaya, below pashitle. As we'll see the story in a couple of minutes in the Gemara, this was a question that was posed from rabbi Yochanan to rabbo shaya, below pashitle, and there was no answer. So how then do we understand the case of tzuadaka? So says the Gemara, two different answers, and then we'll explain why one answer doesn't embrace the other. Itmar, the Amoraim discuss. Abaye Omar, If there was a case scenario where he was able to provide his wife with Truma, without Yada, without them having Tash Mishamita, like from like the biblical no of, uh, of that they were that they were intimate. So what's the Gemara discussing here? Rashi explains this case on the side. We're not going to read it inside, but Rashi says the case is where the couple got married under the appropriate pretenses, he was a healthy man. And then he got injured and it was, he became a Daka. he was damaged. But they had yet to have Tashmish Amita since he was damaged. In that case, 
he is a Kohen married to a woman who is allowed to eat truma. So the Gemara says, because the suadaka is able to still enable his wife to have truma after an injury, but before they have tash all is well and good. But Rava Omar he says, well, Okay, you're right that he, he disagrees with Abaye. You're right that he's not able to help his wife in this area. However, he is able to enable his avadim shvachos and shvachos kananim to eat truma because they work for him, because he's allowed, they're allowed. Why didn't these two shitas hold like one another? Abaye lo amar kiraba, why not? Abaye said that he is able to maintain his marriage to this woman, they just can't have Tash Shemita once he becomes a Tzuadaka. Why does Abaye not hold like Rava? Because Kenyan de Ishus me Kenyan de Ishus Yalfina, because it's not a level playing field. What were you talking about? A Rava was talking about a case of slaves. That doesn't make sense. You're trying to extrapolate from our discussion about marriage to avadim. That's not what we're talking about. So that's not a case that, that Abai was willing to bend to. Why didn't Rava say like Abai? Because shiny hasam shekvar achla. It's different in a case where uh, a, a couple was married and the husband was healthy and only then he became a psuadaka because there she was already muteres in eating the truma from when he was a healthy man, even before Ptuadaka. Says Abai, that, that doesn't work. Abaye, he says, why is it that he doesn't, uh, what would Abai say back to the answer of Shekvar Achla? Says the Gemara, Shekvar Achla, Lo Amrina. That's not an argument to say that they, um, that she was already muteris to eat while the husband pre-injury. Because the Ilote Mahachi, we can't say this, because if we did, then Bas Yisrael Shinisei the Kohen. If you have a regular Yisrael who's married to a Kohen, she's allowed to eat truma under those circumstances. But Umis, if in fact the husband then died, Techol, maybe we should argue she should eat Shekvar Achla because she's already been eating. That's a ridiculous argument. Once an Ashes, uh, a Yisrael who's married to a Kohen, once her husband dies, she loses her rights. So we therefore see Shekvar Achla is not a good Svara. And that's why Rava doesn't agree. That's why Abaya doesn't agree with Rava. What would Rava say to Rava? No, those cases are not comparable to start with. Hasam Paka Kinyone. When the Kohen dies, that marriage is done for. However, Hachabai, the Tzuadaka, they're still halachically married. Lo Paka Kinyone. And therefore, this Machlokas, Abaya and Rava, as to how we understand the relevance of Tzuadaka to our Mishnah, that is what the discussion is with Rava, with Abaye saying, that because in theory he could still provide his wife with truma, being a tzuadaka without tashmashamita, so therefore we could understand his din at the bottom of the page, and and Rava with his answer about um, about the ability to provide truma to shvachos and avadim who are kanan. Now let's analyze what actually happened. The Gemara made reference to the fact that there was this unanswered question about the tzuadaka. Gufa, the Gemara says a third of the way down on Nunzayin Amadala. If you have a Tzuadaka Kohen and he married a Baskerim, he married the daughter of uh, someone, a couple who's a Ger, who are Gerim, are we allowed to give her Truma? And there was a long, quiet pause in the room. I called Rabbi Shalom Kamenetsky today to ask Kashaila. Uh, just an unbelievable uh, experience listening to a gadol ask specific questions and then pause for tremendous lengths of time. After asking him this shayla, it was a chinuch shayla, and he said back to me, and I'm quoting, these are dine nefashos, and dine nefashos require lina. I need to talk to you tomorrow, but I have to think about it. The patience and the care and the delicacy of his answer to not rush to give an answer. He's Roshalom Kamenetsky, what is he pondering? Well, that needs a little bit of patience. But here in the Gemara, they didn't even answer the question. Ishtik, total silence. Great question. Like dead silence. 
So it says the Gemara, Ishtik, Okay, so he didn't even answer the questions. Rabbi Yochanan was left in the lurch. Lesof, a little bit later in the day, another great person came to ask a Shaila from Rabbi Oshaya. Says the Gemara, and this great person asked a, a, a different question to, uh, to Rabbi Oshaya. And Rabbi Oshaya answered, who was this great person? Reish Lakish. Now, um, Rabbi Yehuda was standing in the room. Amr le Rabbi Yehuda Nesia. This is the grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. He says, the Rabbi Shaya, Atu Rabbi Yochanan Gavarabahu. Why you just ignored Rabbi Yochanan? Why didn't you answer his question? You answered Reish Lakish. Why didn't you answer Rabbi Yochanan? It's not nice. Says the Gemara. Amr le the Kaboy Minoy Milsa the Lesle Pasre. There's no solution to his question. We don't know the answer to his question. So let's review the question, and then the Gemara is going to try and analyze the question. To be clear, the Rishonim highlight this. Rabbi Shaya is done talking. He left the question as an unknown. Strange, the Gemara doesn't say teku, just ishtik. Okay, fine. But uh, whatever the case may be, he didn't answer the question. The Gemara is now going to make an extensive effort, and it will end on the very last line of the page to answer this question. But uh, it is not Rav Oshaya talking. It's the Gemara trying to figure it out. So what was our question? Uh, just to review before we dig in, we had said, Rav Yochanan's question was that if there's a Tzuadaka Kohen, a Kohen who is damaged, and he marries Bas Gerim, he marries the daughter of Gerim, is she allowed to eat Shuma? Says the Gemara Liman. Who is Rabbi Yochanan's question going like? If it's like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, we haven't seen this Shita yet, but we're about to see it now, then whether or not this Psuadaka as a coin holds on to his Kedusha, it doesn't matter. So therefore by him, it can't be a question because according to Rabbi Yehuda, we know the answer, which is for sure. Uh, how does the Gemara parse out the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda? When we say that the Ptuadaka maintains his Kedusha, why is it that his wife would not be able to eat? Because the Basger is treated like a, a Baschalal, and therefore she's completely not fit for Truma. And he loved Bikdush Dekoi. If in fact he no longer maintains his Kedusha, still lo achla why? kal Because she is part of the Kal, and a Kal is not allowed to marry up to a Daka. And if they do get married, she'll be forbidden from eating the Truma. All of that is according to Rabbi Yehuda. So the question of Rabbi Yochanan can't be within the camp of Rabbi Yehuda because across the board, Rabbi Yehuda would hold that this woman could not eat truma. So let's try another tana. But either Rabbi Yossi, according to the sheet of Rabbi Yossi that we're about to learn, says the Gemara, bein koi, bein la koi, achla, no matter what, according to all circumstances, Rabbi Yossi would allow this woman who is married to the Tzuadaka coin to, to, to eat the truma. Why? Let's parse out his shita. If in fact the Tzuadaka maintains his status as a Kohen, so why is she allowed to eat? Amar Yosi was of the opinion, Big Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion that the Basker was not Shaykh to the Kohen. Rabbi Yossi says that the Basker, the daughter of Agar, is allowed to marry a Kohen. And therefore, because that's the case, she's kshere the kahuna, so there's no iser. She's allowed to marry the kahuna, and therefore she would be allowed to eat the truma. And Why is it that if, according to Rabbi Yossi, if he maintains his kedusha as a kohen, why is it that achla that she's allowed to eat? Because he argues on another point as well with Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi against Rabbi Yehuda. Amar kal gerim lo ikrikal. <laughs> that the, the group of Gerim in that first generation are not Ikri Kahal. They are not considered to be part of the Kahal, and therefore he's allowed to marry her. Up to Adaka only can't marry. His restriction is only by fully Jewish women. Now, the Gerus the is halachically Jewish, but she's not considered Begeder Kahal of the people, and therefore the Ptu Adaka can marry her, and therefore Achlas. It says the Gemara, 
as of now, we don't even understand Rabbi Yochanan's question to start with. It can't be according to Rabbi Yehuda where the answer is clearly lo achla. It can't be according to Rabbi Yossi where the answer is clearly achla. She can eat. Therefore, says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, a little bit more actually. Ella, it must be that Rabbi Yochanan's question is aliba da haitana, is like the shita of the different tongue. Ditzna and the Mishnah writes, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Isha bas Gerim, if you have a woman who's the daughter of Gerim, lotinase Israel. She's not allowed this bas is not allowed to marry a Kohen until Israel until her mother is Jewish, meaning it has to be not the first generation, but but the second generation. This was Rabbi Yochanan's question. Do we say in regards to this ger that Kashros Mitov She's really Ksheira, but not part of the Kahal. And therefore she can eat because if she's not part of the kahal, then she's allowed to marry the Daka. Oh, Dilma Kdushimitosvaba, that now that she uh, is fully Jewish, she's really, she has Kedusha, she's part of the Kahal, and therefore Veloachla. So says the Gemara, now that we framed out Rabbi Yochanan's question as though looking through the lens of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, who says that it really depends, if we look at her as a kosher, but not as a kadosh, so then we could understand why by a kosher she's allowed to eat, she's not part of the Kahal. But if she's a kadosh, if she is part of the Kahal, then the Ptuadak is not allowed to marry her. So Tashma, let's see if the Gemara can provide an answer. Ki Rav Acha bar Bidroma, when Rav Acha bar came from the south. He brought a Mishnah in his hand, and it was something that not everybody else had necessarily heard. It might have been learned in a new base medrash down south. An explicit brisa to answer of Yochanan's question. Rav Yochanan just had never seen the brisa. Okay, what does the brisa say? From where do we know that a kohen that's a Daka who marries a basgerim that she is allowed to eat truma? We see from the pasuk explicitly that if there's a kinyan nefesh, that the person is allowed to eat, and that will be the case over here in regards to the ger. Leman says the Gemara. How does this answer work? According to Yehuda, this would never work because, as we learned above, Rabbi Huda said across the boards that she's not allowed to eat under the circumstances, and Rabbi Yossi was also across the boards, but in the other direction. So it doesn't work. The question never works according to Yehuda and according to Rabbi Yossi. Ella, it must be like the Gemara recommended. It must be the Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. It must be that this Gioras is considered a kosher, not part of the Kahal, and therefore uh, she is allowed to marry the, the Psuadaka because the Psuadaka is allowed to marry a woman who is not part of the Kahal, and a Gioras, according to the Shita, is not part of the Kahal. From the Gemara, it seems to be that we paskin that a Gioras is, uh, is uh, not part of the Kahal, which is a fascinating din. And therefore, she can marry someone who's a tzuadaka, very big halachic nafkaminas. Most people don't advertise these kinds of medical conditions, but had there been a group of people who were sterile due to damage to Beitzim, then they would be allowed to marry a woman who is a baski, or they'd never have kids, but that would be the din. That's how it would work out. So if a couple is, is married and then this injury happens, do they have to get divorced? Yeah. It's her derisa for them to be together. They have to get divorced or not? Oh. Married. Well, they're no, no, he's saying they're already married. Yeah. So they would look I don't know if that's true. Why? I don't know if that's true. They have to get divorced. Well, Yavo means they shouldn't get married. No, there's no Tash Mishamita. That was the case at the top of the page. That was, Rashi says this at the top of the page. Uh, Rashi says, uh, that if a woman was married to a coin and she was eating truma, and 
Then he got injured. He had a terrible injury. And he, the Sarashi is uh, the fourth line into the into the thinner lines. Mm-hmm. See? So Rashi says, Kohen Isha, a man was married, a Kohen was married to a woman, uh, Israel, the Petruma, and she was able to eat Truma because it was a regular marriage. Everybody's healthy. And then Vinasa Daka, then he gets injured. then Lo the Shavya so uh, could they stay married? Maybe, but they can never have Tash B'Shemita again because it'll make her into a Chalala. No, I don't think so. I think this is, I mean, the Sekhmis are Asr to get, but uh, that does, that's not a Pesodaka. I don't think so. In fact, talking specifically about a Kohen where he can't be married to a Chalala. If he... Right. The Pesul is in her because he's a Pesodaka. It happens to be talking about a Kohen. Then right. we're showing so a pickup on this. Eve makes her a she's halala, a halala. And then she can't be married to him because he's a Kohen. Like a circle. Oh, that's a good point. Say that one more time. He's a Pesuah. When he becomes, when he gets injured, so then if they have Tash Mishamita, he puzzles her because she's a Pesuah, because he is a Pesuah right. Daka. And makes her into a Chalala. Sure. Why? That's, that's only a Kohen. Right, that's only a Kohen. That's not for... She became a chalala de nivalala pasula. Had they not been together, and that's Mishnahibe Paraka Ara. Alma says the end of Rashi, Matsinu, we found a case of Tsuadaka Kohen, Machil Bamakum Acher. We found a case, this goes back to the original question, So the Gemara here was just highlighting a case where we can have a Kohen who's a Tsuadaka who could still have a woman eat Truma based on their relationship. But the, the, some of the Rishonim discussed the juxtaposition actually makes it complicated where he's a Kohen and a Ptsuadaka. And it may be because of what you're highlighting of that cyclical nature of the Tash Mishamita, that when the Kohen, when the Ptsuadaka has relations with this woman, even after, after they've been married, but he was injured and now they're together for the first time after he's uh, healed enough from his injury to have Tash Mishamita. So then she becomes a Ptsula, a Chalala. And, and then it's possible for him to be married. But it, w- wouldn't we assume that if there's an Isser... Yeah, that's true. But wouldn't we assume anyways that a Ptuadaka, well, if you're married, it's a Nebuch scenario, but you have to get divorced. You have to assume that. You have to assume that. You're allowed to stay married without Tash Mashamita. You have to give him to your wife. It's a mitzvah deraisa. Okay, it's, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, mitzvah of owners a mitzvah deraisa. Well, the assumption is that you're able to have it. You just can't. No, they're or not. You can't be mold. No, he can't. The tashmish amita lo ba'aleha. That's what Rashi says. Right. Even if so they have tashmish he, once, it, you know, that's by the case of suadaka. In a stand case by suadaka, it, yeah. it works. He just can't be mold. So his responsibility is he can keep up. He just can't be mold. I don't understand. Isn't the touch That's true. But he'll be able to keep up his obligations. So. No, no, I don't think they're allowed to have Tash Mishamita. By the coin or something? Stop. Like stop. stop. It's only a problem if he's a coin. I think it's only a problem if he's a coin, like Ryan was saying. He he makes makes I hear what you're saying because of the, because of the yeah. cycle that you were mentioning. What the Pasuk says about this. Uh, but if it comes an injury later, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. 
probably should learn some Chumash. All right, let's go. Says the Gemara at the very bottom of the page, Itmar. Uh, the rest is uh, pretty short. And it says the Gemara, Itmar, Rav Omar, turning to the top of Nunzayan Mabez. Yesh, I Did you hear the endorphins are saturating our synapses? Says the Gemara, Yesh Chupa Lipsulos. There's like a billion ways to, when you read this the first time, there's like so many ways that we could potentially understand this. And without Rashi, we never would have understood it the way that it should be understood. That's just, uh, whatever. Let's take a look at Rashi. Kohen Gadol, Shehichnes Almona, Bas Kohen, Lechopa, Below Ba'aleha. So they're engaged. They're not even engaged. He brought her to a chuppah, and they didn't even have a betrothal. They went straight to chuppah. So says uh, the Gemara, yesh chuppah lepsulos, that the chuppah does count lepsulos, to make them into psulim. However, Abba is Rav, uh, the term of endearment of Abba, the, 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 the father. That there would be uh, no no din of uh, of chupa by her. Let's go back to the, and finish that Rashi just for a moment. Uh, it says it says Rashi on the second line that So means that it's enough chupa that it would ruin her from truma. And ein chupa lepsulos means that she's not ruined from truma. And what what uh, Shmuel was saying is that. Of course, I hold that ain't chuppah lepsulos, but even Rav, who holds yesh chuppah lepsulos, would agree if the girl is less than three years old. We know that, of course, the age of three, she's not ru'uya lebiya. What's the mari makom for this? We have a brisa. We're not going to go into too much detail on this brisa, but uh, let's uh, let's learn the majority of it. Says the brisa, bas shaloshan v'yom echad. Not our case. Our case, we were saying, is she's less than three. But if you have a girl who is three years old and one day mis kadesh es she's old enough for the act of Tash Amita to be considered um, Kiddushin, marriage. And if a Yavam uh, was with this, really, he's he's the Yavam, right? And he's with her, so then they're married. With a girl who's three years in a day, then that's an Isser of Tashmish Ish. Tashmish, uh, Tashmish Amita, it's an Isser of Eshes Ish. Uh, you can see Rashi, see them before Shem here. We're not going to get into this now, but various versions of Tuma, of Tachton and Elyon, that uh, when she's that age, then the halachos of Tuma apply. If she marries a Kohen, that if, in fact, someone who's a Pasal is with her, it can invalidate her from Kahuna. That says the Gemara, that's Bas Shalosham Yomecha Duvudimapasla, but be a Mifsala Bechupa. The Mephasta Bia, Mifsala Bechupa. I put my comma in the wrong place there. So, where there's a Psul in Bia, so therefore she's Mifsala Bechupa. However, Hapchusami Bashaloshan of Yomechad, if she wasn't three years old, so then the Lo Mifsala Bia, where she doesn't become Sula from Tashmashamita, then Lo Mifsala Nami Bechupa, even Rav would agree with Shmuel that there is no Chupa in this case to pass over from Truma, Shema. Mina, that is in fact how we will learn out this case. So yes, there is a machlokas, but even Rav would agree that ain't chupalipsulos for a girl who's under the age of three years and a day. We'll stop right here and pick up tomorrow at the very bottom of Nanzayan Mabez, wishing you all a beautiful night.